Welcome to episode 376 of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast, where every week I talk about the inner workings of the entertainment industry with those who have lived it and experienced it. I am your host, Derek Diamond. Another fantastic show coming up this week, but if you haven't yet, be sure to check out last week's episode where I had the pleasure of chatting with artist, writer, and co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kevin Eastman. I mentioned it in last week's episode, but when I started this podcast almost 10 years ago, I had this list of potential dream guests that you know I would love to interview on the podcast. He was one of them, so it was great to check his name off the list and talk with him about you know why the Ninja Turtles continue to be relevant in our society and in pop culture today. So go check that out. It's on the podcast feed as well as my YouTube channel. If you want to subscribe to both of those or follow me on social media, head over to linktree.com slash ddiamondpodcast. Everything is in one convenient location. But for this week, I'm going to be chatting with voice actor and singer Cal Dodd. And this was an amazing interview and one that I was really excited to do once it was booked. If you don't know who Cal Dodd is, he was the voice of Wolverine in the X-Men animated series from the early 90s. If you grew up in the 90s like I did, X-Men was almost like essential viewing. If you didn't watch it, you at least knew of it. And it's still, to this day, one of, if not the best, animated adaptations of a comic book property. And it was great not just to hear the backstory of how he got the role of Wolverine and the experience of bringing that character to life, but the impact that it's had and continues to have when he visits various cities, going to Comic-Cons and whatnot. And that was really what blew me away in my conversation with him because, you know, I do my research and I kind of have an idea of where I would like the conversations to go. But I've learned to just let the conversations happen. And, you know, I've said this before, but one thing that I love about podcasting is that you have the time to really get to know, you know, the 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 real backstory and get that human connection of the impact that these roles have had, whether it's an animated series, live action, uh, live action TV series, whatever the case may be. And hearing, there's one story specifically, and I won't go into the details because you know, you'll know you hear it during the interview, but it almost brought me to tears, the impact that this show has had and continues to have, not just, you know, in me personally, but, you know, with other people all around the world. And it really blew me away and and reinvigorated me. Um, as far as doing this podcast goes, because to, to be perfectly honest, I've been, I won't say frustrated, but um, I feel like the shows up until a few weeks ago haven't been that great, not because of my guests, but because of me, because of everything that I've had going on with, you know, being so busy in my personal life. These past few weeks with the podcast have been really, really fun. And this conversation, especially has reinvigorated me as far as, you know, being an interviewer and continuing to do this podcast as we get to episode 400 and, you know, even beyond that. So hopefully you all enjoy this conversation uh, as much as I had being a part of it. So here is my conversation with Cal Dodd. 
Happy to welcome the voice of Wolverine to the Derek Diamond Experience, Mr. Cal Dodd. Cal, how are you, sir? I am wonderful, Derek, and a pleasure to be with you for the second time already in, this, <laughs> in my experience with you. Let's not let that happen again, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do my best to make sure that it doesn't. Uh, I was just telling you, you know, off off air before we started, um, I love your jacket. You know, for those that are listening on the audio version, you've got a an X-Men jacket with like the yellow sleeves and the kind of the black body and it says Logan on it. And you've really embraced, you know, being the voice of Wolverine and, you know, you flashed the, the adamantium claws and I, you've been doing a lot of convention appearances. So how is that... How has that been, you know, for you interacting with, you know, the various fans that, you know, grew up with the cartoon and maybe those that are introducing their children to the cartoon? How has that experience been for you? It is, without a doubt, Derek, it's one of the, if not the best, one of the most exciting and rewarding experiences in my life, these these Comic-Cons. Uh, and we just started about two two years before COVID, so maybe six years ago. And it is phenomenal. And the fans are just ridiculously ardent um, and their hearts are huge. And um, they, I, I get my heart broken on, and every time I do one, because there's an awful lot of autistic people that love the series. And there are some unbelievable stories that, that if you want, I can tell you like later on, or if, but there's, it's stunning. And I just can't believe that this, you know, it was, this was a gig that we did in 1992 to 1997. It was the first voiceover I'd ever done. I was, I was a singer. Was, what I did, I sang jingles, commercials. I had a TV show from 78 to 83. It was syndicated worldwide. Um, we sold it in Vegas. Viacom bought it, whatever the series, but it was a, on CTV. It was a huge, obviously a huge hit in Canada and, uh, all over the planet. Um, uh, and it, it was all singing and actual circus acts uh, with Billy Van. I don't know if any of your fans know that name, but he was a fantastic, uh, the house of Frankenstein. He was in uh, many things he did, but it was a wonderful children's uh, family program with actual circus acts, you know, clowns and draftees artists and lions and elephants, the whole ball of wax. And we were the two of us, it was like a Donnie and Marie Osmond show. And uh, so we had, uh, ringmaster outfits so it, it is, on the pilot Leslie Nielsen did the pilot with us <laughs> don't, and don't call me Shirley <laughs> Leslie Nielsen <laughs> was, was, the, was the actual ringmaster and we were just two sub ringmasters so you know whatever and he just did the pilot and then we never saw him again and so we took over uh, and it was just it was that too was wonderful uh, but it was all singing for me um, until 92 and they just asked me because then I had done theater, rock operas, uh, actually went to, to Broadway. Um, my brother was in it as well. And Rory stayed in New York for the rest of his career. Uh, and I was Hamlet and Rory was Horatio. And Beverly D'Angelo was in that production. And we did it in Charlottetown, Canada again. Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island for two years. And then it, it went to Broadway. Um, so music was huge and the acting was huge, apparently to the people that were casting for uh, Wolverine because they'd been looking for a while and they, they just weren't satisfied. They wanted to get um, people that were just weren't voice artists, voiceover guys, girls, whatever, people who had a stage background, TV or whatever, and, and acting. So uh, 
it, to me, again, walking into this interview is like, because none of us, not one of us, Derek, knew who the X-Men were. We we hadn't a clue. So we all went into what was called, let me put this down, put what was called, the audition was called because it was very secretive. It was called Project X, X-Men. We didn't Subtle. put that together until later. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And I walked into the audition and um, I said, they, said, they said, so you're here to read for Wolverine. That's why we called you. And I said, that's great. Who, who's Wolverine? And they showed me a picture of him. And uh, I said, okay. Um, mm -hmm, okay. So, and what? Well, he's, he's five foot three. He's tough as nails and has a huge heart. And he's very, protects his friends. Etc. And I said, okay. And they, so they gave me a line to read here. Just, and I said, who do you hear him sounding like? And they said, Clint Eastwood. And I went, okay. Okay, you know, go ahead, make my day. But, you know, the line I'm looking at obviously isn't a very quietly spoken line. I said, well, this line would not be, uh, I've never heard Clint actually yell in any of his movies because he's always talking between his teeth. And they said, yeah, but just that the gravel that he sort of has. And, and they said, Steve McQueen. And I love that reference because Steve McQueen is one of my favorite actors and he's like a, a short gentleman and very quiet, a very quiet and calm, doesn't say much, which is exactly like what this character Wolverine. And and so I threw into the mix, I threw in um, Wolfman Jack. Are you familiar with Wolfman Jack? You know, from the 70s, 80s, whatever, mm -hmm. 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, Midnight Special and stuff. Which <laughs> was like, Wolfman Jack, baby. That midnight special, that thing. So I threw a bit of that in, probably a lot more than I should have. So I said, so who's this line that you gave me? Who's he yelling at? And they said, he's yelling at, and this, this is great, because they're all from L.A. and New York, and they're in Toronto. They're on the other side of the glass. And I said, so who, who's this? They said, Sabretooth. And I said, in all seriousness, I said, Sabretooth? Is this, a, is this an animal cartoon? <laughs> well, they couldn't stop. They couldn't stop laughing at them. They, at the same time, they're going like, who called this guy in? <laughs> Is this an, I said, well, saber tooth, you know, a tiger and saber tooth thing. And I'm Wolverine, which is as we all know in Canada, especially is a vicious animal. And they said, no, no, they're mutants. I said, this just goes from bad to worse. It's mute. They're mutants. I said, what the hell's a mutant? What are, what are mutants? And they explained, well, they all have, their own uh, weird, wonderful, in their minds, uh, abilities to do not really ordinary things. Oh, okay. I said, well, hence the claws that you have. He said, oh, he has claws. <laughs> he has claws, which I never, I never go anywhere without now on the comic guns. And there's, yes, he has claws. And they're doing what I'm doing right now. Yes, he has claws. <laughs> they kind of can't do that. Oh, wait till we hear what he's about to do. So I read the line and it's a famous line. That at that these comic cons they asked me if I can do that line, but and I just it just came out of this body, and I just it was, I just I said the line. And this line was, <clears throat> "All right, you egg sucking piece of gutter trash, you always did like pushing around people shorter than you. Well, I'm shorter. Try pushing me now." The, they all behind the glass kind of went, "Holy crap!" Give, give them some more. Give them some more lines, and we just talked about it this weekend in. We were in, uh, uh, oh, geez, I, I, there's been so many. Uh, for Mary Tyler Moore's show, she throws a hat up in the air 
uh, what's that city? Because of the dam. Minneapolis. Thank you. <laughs> it's right there. I just had to pick it up. Minneapolis. And Larry Houston was there, who was our director in the first year at, uh, and a terrific artist. Said when they, he remembers that, I just need said we just knew as soon as Cal finished his line, it's like that's him, <laughs> that's him. But I stopped for another twenty minutes and read all kinds of lines, and went home. And they phoned me the next morning. They said, "Would you like? We would be really pleased if you would be our Wolverine." And I said, "Okay, I'll I'll check my calendar. Whoever Wolverine is." <laughs> and that's the way it started. Oh yeah, here we go. So hold on, and um, that was it. And I got it, and away we went. And the rest, as they say, is history. It is history. Excuse me. No worries. I'm confident confident because I'm literally, from here on in, I I believe I told you that. So uh, we started about three weeks ago. One, uh, we had one three weeks ago in Minneapolis. We just got home on Tuesday of this week. Can you hear that noise when it comes in like that? Mm -mm. Okay, good. So, um... Uh, we got home and this, this is what Thursday, we leave tomorrow for, um, the Alabama, Al- yep, the Alabama comic-con, yeah, uh, Alabama comic-con. We get home on Tuesday again. We leave the following Thursday for Texas, uh, same time frame till uh, Tuesday. Then we're home on Tuesday and leave again on Thursday for Kentucky, uh, come home again on the Tuesday. It's usually Tuesday morning, really early, like midnight and one o'clock in the morning we get home. And then one day, one day rest, and we're in New York City for five days. It's just stupid. And it, it, I I love, like I told you, I love, love the Comic-Cons because the people are just so wonderful. And it's just the airports and sitting and waiting and cancel flights and nonsense it just goes on and on those stories are unbelievable well, what you go through with flights i was gonna say and we there. could probably do a whole separate podcast on oh you could nightmares almost <laughs> almost and and i don't know you'd have to correct my language because it would be right <laughs> off right off the edge yeah it's on and i see i'm going there i'm not gonna go there suffice to say it, it was unbelievable what we went through coming back from some uh, connecticut oh boy I did want to ask you because you you're you mentioning the the constant travel you've been doing yet when you meet the fans does it almost like re re-energize you in a way like is that what oh. keeps you going oh god yes it's it, 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 they come to the table and to a person every one of them and these guys are now women guys are now 40 in their 40s early 40s which put you know because we started 30 years ago 1992 so they're like in their 40s late 30s and they have children of their own and there are so many so many we're thinking of having a, a comic con for just people that named their sons logan after wolverine and no honest to god it is unbelievable and i've had them in my arms i have them sending me um pictures of them in the womb still you know they're they're ultrasounds yeah to say we're going to yeah we're we're, we're naming him low and i actually went to it they flew in from montreal to meet me at a comic book store here about i don't know five miles from my house and um to to, to meet this wonderful little logan who was at that point three months old and i held them and stuff and they, it was just it's it's like they become family but they come up to the table and they say first of all i'd like mr dodd thank you for making my childhood 
Thank you for making my childhood. And a number of times, because my wife is there with me, just she just shakes her head and and it's just still can't believe it. And and this is like, thank you. Uh, You saved my life. Wow. Of course I did. No, and they go on to explain how. And this one kid, kid, he was probably 20, 30, and he had his daughter who was seven. uh, And he was all dressed in black, as was his daughter. And he walked up and he had to cut his claws on, and I had mine on, because I'm World 3. And he came up to the table, and he just started his spiel, and he just said, "Um, I have to thank you. I could tell that he had memorized it, and I couldn't interrupt him because he was just looking straight sort of at me, but through my eyes and just, um, I, I almost took my own life when I was growing up because I was terribly bullied and teased and stuff because I had, I'm a, I have autism and this is my daughter and she's autistic as well. And, um, I was going to take my life, but I realized that Wolverine would never do that. And he, like he has, she has problems too. And all the other X-Men have their own problems when humanity doesn't accept them. And I just figured, aside from that, I wouldn't, I probably, I probably, aside from that, I, I, I would have missed the Saturday Fox Kids uh, X-Men episode. But I was seriously, uh, I was so close to taking my own life. And I have to thank you for that and for my wonderful daughter because of what X-Men, I, I'm here. And so is my wonderful, beautiful daughter. And he, and he finished and I was like, <laughs> God. And uh, I, so I took my claw off and put my hand out and he, he looked and he just took his off very slowly and put his hand out and I shook his hand and we, he just said, thank you very so much, Mr. Dodd. I said, you can call me Logan. He said, thank you, Logan. And he turned around and his daughter turned around. And they sort of marched off the two with their black capes. It was just such a great picture to see them both had a black cape on the back. This woman comes running over and she's bawling. And she said, I can't believe what I just saw. That's my husband and my daughter. And he has never, with his autism, ever touched another human person's hand or a person's hand, anything besides myself ever in his life. But that's how much it meant to him. When you put your hand out, he could not refuse. And he just, it must have taken a lot for him to do that. And I I lost it. And it was just, I just, I just hugged her. And then the tears started falling like crazy. So I said, you people get away from here. I'm yeah, I have, <laughs> but not that, not that, um, that intimate it gets, but not that often, but like everyone, like everyone that comes up and says, thank you so much, bud, for making my childhood love, you know, all that stuff. It, it is unbelievable. And it just, yeah, as you said, it just it boosts you back up again. And you know, cause we're doing the, the new thing, speaking of boots, boosts you back up your, but you know, I Never expected it to be like this. This this have such an impact on the people. It's just stunning. Well, and, <sighs> and you you're going to make this story is going to make me start bawling. I've never heard a story like that before. That's that's incredible. Oh. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. And it is crazy as you when you mentioned you did the audition. You didn't really know much about the X Men. And you've None of us n- now you've seen the the impact that they've had, you know, since the comic book series, because comics are at their best when they're relatable, even though it's about superheroes. They have elements that 
are relatable. Like, you know, with Spider-Man, he's like the everyday guy because he's still got to take care of his sick aunt. He's got to still pay his bills. With the X-Men, they're different. So people that, you know, might have autism or something that makes them feel excluded from what we call normal society, that gives yeah. them something to believe in. Oh, and, and that's and it went to a whole different level when you guys brought them to life in what I consider to be, you know, one of, if not the best animated series based off of a comic book, because that introduced yeah. a whole, because you know, I'm in that, at that generation, I just turned 37. So I can remember watching X-Men, Spider-Man and that, yeah, oh, I read the yeah. comics, but that really brought the characters to life. So oh, yeah, hugely. Yeah. So that, that's, wow, that, that's, an amazing story and i appreciate you sharing that with yeah. me uh, and what also derek uh that the fans what the fans loved because as i told you we did we i've never read an x-men comic in my life i was busy working you know singing shows whatever touring with joe cocker i toured with joe cocker in the oh, rock wow. with our first that's, rock that's so cool with our first rock band yeah uh so that just came out of the blue like for all of all of the x-men all of the voices are canadian and none of us, with the exception of Beast, had ever heard of the X-Men. And uh, it was just, okay, let's go then. <laughs> and it, it was, like I, told, I just said, it was just, it's just been, and after the five years was over, 92 to 97, it was like, what do you want me to do now? What the hell, what am I supposed to do now? And it was, seriously, it was like, I missed going, I missed him. I missed, you know, we became one and it was just like, it was like my brother. They cut my arm, my right arm, left. Well, that's the left cow. Okay, that one too. And uh, it was missed. I missed him like ridiculously. And, you know, fine. And eventually, with years, as you do when you lose someone you love, you manage to get going and do something. You know, do something else, which I did. You know, other other cartoon characters or roles and animated things or. Uh, but and so when Disney came back for the last two years, when we were doing before COVID again, when we were we were doing a lot of comic cons, a lot, uh, four or five of us, all the experts, as many as we could get, and telling the people, you have to get to Disney, you have to keep like phone, de text them, whatever, say that you want the series back because they were hemming and hawing Disney. And finally, they pulled the, the plug in a, and away we go, and we've done ten. They announced at San Diego Comic Con this year. That they were, uh, no, what is this? Yeah, this year, that they were doing a second season, even though they haven't released the first one yet. So I'm in the second. I've done two episodes of the, of the news of the second season. I just want them. Would you release it, please? You know, because we're our, our, our we're zip. You, you know, right under a non-disclosure. But it's still hard to do it at these comic cons. Oh, I, I can imagine because you can feel the excitement because of how big that show was, you know, and I, I was one of those oh, yeah. people when they announced that the, the show was coming back. I was just like, are you serious? Like, it's actually yeah. it's actually happening. So yeah. no, I, and it's picked and it's picking up right where we left off in 97 right. with Professor X leaving on this leaving on a jet plane. That's Peter, Paul and Mary. Uh, <laughs> I'm leaving on a and uh, we're all standing around in a semicircle to cry him. Yeah. And that'll be great, no, too, because it's literally, you know, those that are still oh. wondering what happened, we're finally going to get to find out. So whenever yeah. it's released, and I can't wait. 
it's yeah. going to be so and fun. Now, now these parents and can watch it with their with their Logans, like you know, who are this one kid. He, this is a great reaction for the fans. So there's his father had him in his uh, right arm and I'm here and they're getting the pictures and I have the claw here and there's it's, you know, a selfie with me and the kids probably four something like that and we do the picture and I said oh no no one more <laughs> so they, they gave, I said they counted in they kept, so yeah, my arm around the father's on the other side and I leaned in they said three two one lead in and kissed and froze with a kiss uh, on Logan this is the child that was named Logan on his cheek and the father almost dropped the kid. He went, holy crap. Wolverine kissed my kid, Logan. Wolverine kissed Lo- Wolverine. Logan kissed Logan. Yeah, I was about to say Logan said, kissed Logan. What, what do I have to do? You, you want me to kiss you? I can kiss you. <laughs> said, oh, my God. I can't believe this. It was like oh, another wonderful moment. Oh, God. He just he kissed my son. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that's, that's incredible. so much fun. Absolutely. Yeah. And what's cool is, you know, and it's also surprising to me is that you mentioned you had no voice acting experience before you did yeah. Wolverine. And it's you are the person who gave that character a voice because we had seen, you know, Wolverine in the comics, but never in like an, an animated form. So you are to a lot of people like you are the Wolverine. But I do want to yeah. ask you, because years later, we got the first X-Men movie. So what was your yeah. reaction when, you know, it was made into live action and you saw, you know, the final product? With the, the very first movie, you mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, uh, you know, Hugh X-Men, Jackman, James Marsden. Yeah. Uh, he was in, that was 2000, the year 2000, when they mm-hmm. were shooting it in Toronto. And they wanted the two Wolverines to meet. So I went to this cocktail party, wine and cheese thing or something. In downtown Toronto, and I met. So Hugh came over. They said, "Okay, we'd like the two Wolverines to meet our Wolverine for five years. The one that the only one that people can identify with Wolverines. It's the first voice Wolverines had of any consequence." Uh, and he, so and Hugh is going to be our very first um, live action Wolverine. At <laughs> first, I said. Uh, they introduced. He said, "Cal, Cal Dodd, you Jack me, Jack me, Cal Dodd." I said, "A pleasure to meet you." And he said, "He said it's a pleasure to meet you, mate, but I'm sick and tired of listening to your voice." <laughs> he was told, Derek. He was told because the only reference that people had for Wolverine's voice was mine right. for five years, and uh, here he is going to play the first, you know, live action Wolverine, uh, and. So he, he was told to listen to my voice if he could and like just keep that in the back of his head somewhere. <laughs> and he said, I have, a, I have a lot of acting to do, mate. And there's a lot of, you know, fighting and stuff. But like, the last thing I'm concerned about <laughs> is trying to get, so you have to lose it. You're Australian acting. By the way, you're a bit tall. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, building him up for his first role. <laughs> I'm sick and tired listening to your voice. So we had a great conversation and talked uh, and as he was going, I, he turned. He turned right and shook his hand, and, and he was walking away. And, and I said in Wolverine's voice, "Hey, Hugh." He I said, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, mate." I said, and I won't use the words I actually said, which just knocked him on his face. He couldn't do it. I said, "Don't mess this up, bub." 
<laughs> Don't mess this up, bub. <laughs> oh, That's God. incredible. He just, like this. he just like this and they get out of here. So now he he does this. He has a one-man show, as I'm sure the world knows. So he dances, he's, he's dances, dancers and stuff. And he sings, sing, sings songs and stuff. And so, and I, I haven't seen it yet, but friends of mine have, my agent in uh, New York, that where one of the shows was, and in L.A., and they said he always spends uh, five minutes because the audience wants him to talk about Wolverine, of course. So he does that for five minutes because he, he's there just to sing and dance. He's trying to get away of all that stuff. And, and he always took two minutes to, to speak about myself and the original uh, Wolverine from the, the animated series, Caligon. He gives a, a shout out, and, you know, polite applause and stuff. But I thought that was so cool of him to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's incredible too, and it's he's been he's been the longest standing X Men. You know, he's going to be in oh. Deadpool three because it's yeah, it's going to be tough to see someone else in that role because oh, he's done sure. it so well for so long. Oh, I know, I know, and you know another thing that the fans loved about our series is how true it was to the comic books. Mm-hmm. They loved that when they saw. I guess when they saw the movie, this this uh, Phoenix. The, the, the Phoenix movie, whatever, like a lot of them just up and walked out. What, what the, what, I don't know what, what they did with it because I haven't seen that, but they just said, that's not, what is that? That didn't happen. What's, you know, and they, a lot of people just got up and walked out. And just... Yeah. It's, they've tried it twice and they didn't get it right either time because it's, that's a story that you have to to build to. Like you can't do it over the span of one movie. You know, you got to do it. It's got to yeah. take multiple installments, or if you know, in like the yeah. animated series, it's got to take time to build to that iconic moment. You don't just throw it yeah. away in a a single movie. Yeah, ours was, I believe, five episodes. That like I believe different. so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that yeah. that's what was great about the cartoon too is that you had the time to flesh out the characters you got to know wolverine you got to know jubilee you got to know cyclops you got you you felt like you got to know the characters better than in the movies yeah oh god yeah and so the, what this thing that was a very special thing that we were at in minneapolis um friday saturday sunday uh and it was called uh they got just gave us a really nice jacket too it, it was like they took they took this wonderful uh, private club in Minneapolis, right on the main drag, a private club, which is astounding. And they built, built it, everything inside to look like the mansion from the X-Men, from our wow. animated series. It's, it's called the X, X-Men Experience. The Experience, something experience, I'll remember it. Um, and they had, it was so cool, they had, so they, myself and uh, Jubilee and Rogue were there as at, representing the X-Men. And we were in our own little room, and uh, Chris Claremont was there, the unbelievable cartoon writer and stuff who created Wolverine. He was in the, uh, the room beside us, and Larry and were there, and Eric and Julia Leewald. Um, so we, a good representation, but everything. It, it was like the and the kids. There were only five hundred people people invited. Were going to school. They actually went to school in this weekend. And they got, we, I got a degree too. We all got a graduation degree at the end of the thing. And they had like a gym class out in the front, on the front lawn. The teacher's name was Professor Logan. <laughs> and it, oh yeah. 
and I came out just to bust it, just to like just to that disrupt because I'm I disrupt everything as you know, Wolfrey does. I just went out and stood at them, and I there's about twenty of them doing these like actual rigid up and down, and I waited because I watched this one kid, and he took no, he's taking a break for a second, and he said, "Hey, Logan," <laughs> and they all looked around, and they all freaked out, and he said, "He's not doing it right." At this kid, well, they just laughed their heads off. But think, so that, and, then, and the first night we got there, there was a meet and greet. So it went from eight till ten. Um, all of us were there, and whoever paid for that evening, there was different prices for the people that were attending. Uh, and there was this one room called Logan's bedroom, and in it is that the meme. I couldn't believe it. They did the meme, the, the famous meme that's out now with Wolverine and that lying in bed. And so I couldn't, and there's, there's, so I looked in and there's beer cans on the floor scratched, scrunched into like, you know, and two by his bedside and the picture, the, the picture of, of Cyclops and Gene. And I, I said, oh, I have to do this. And so there was, there were cameramen and, and photographers, not photographers. Yeah. Photographers and, you know, video guys when they heard Wolverine's up lying on the bed. And I, I was, I recreated the meme. I had to put the picture in my hand. And I'm lying on the bed with this jacket on, et cetera, and, and just taking my claw over, over Cyclops. <laughs> and they should have heard them. They were just screaming with laughter. And like, they said, this is just massive. This is cool. Like, unbelievable. Uh, so that, you know, that kind of stuff was fun. Uh, what else? They had um, uh, the, the graduation ceremony. And they're, they're released, like, 300 out in the front door of this place, of the oh, mansion wow. that they recreated. And, and, Jubilee and I were there with them, and they had this uh, drone going up and down, and everyone was watching it. I never figured out what they were doing. I just followed the instructions. <laughs> um, but it was what a unique weekend. And they had like a, a night of, of, of a party on Saturday night um, where they had karaoke sort of thing, and someone was playing Sparkler, uh, the ex the character Sparkler, who mm -hmm. was singing, and she was the lead, the, the hostess of the, of the karaoke thing. Uh, which I couldn't stomach after a while. <laughs> Karaoke's just like, oh my gosh, I gotta leave. Uh, but what a wonderful, unique experience that was. Yeah, well, and it, it was. It's so cool when when conventions will do things like that. Like you said, the the X Men experience, where you almost feel like you're in the show. You know, that's, yeah, that's you, can, you you can do things. You know, like meet and greets at your cons and whatnot. But when you know conventions really go all out like that to kind of yeah. go the extra mile it, it makes it really yeah. worth it and I, I saw the picture you're talking about where you recreated the meme i i, I couldn't believe you did that oh. i just it, <laughs> i oh. almost fell off the couch laughing when i saw that i'm like that is so cool because you oh, know yeah. it's I, I love that you embrace the role of wolverine you know because there, there are oh, actors God, that yeah. they'll like yeah they'll acknowledge that they've done something but they don't I don't want to say they don't appreciate it, but they don't get into it like like I've seen you do, which is oh in incredible. And I, and I, yeah, thank you. And I have a wonderful time at the panels. I was scared crapless at what the first panel I had to do because I had no idea what's what what do I what if they don't what if no one comes what if no one asks questions. Well, that's another story, but. Uh, it's just, I have literally, and there's microphones and they made them, they make the mistake of leaving them all on the microphones. If you used to like turn them all off, if you weren't being asked a question, they did one at a time. 
that was only in LA though. They, there was someone back there, like an engineer, who just you know doused. But now they just, of course, which it should, because I'm like the, the I just raise crap whenever I can. I just butt in on people like Rogue if she's telling a really serious story or something, or if she's, and I I sense that she's not really. That's not what happened. Why do you always lie and build something? <laughs> the crowd they go nuts and they just go crazy. And says, "Oh, sh- Logan." <laughs> and it's, it's just wonderful the jubilees beside me and i always protect her you know it was just a lot of fun to be able to bounce in when they're talking about something to like who told you that <laughs> you know? and, the, and the audience just loves it because oh listen he's at it again and i love that yeah wolverine no. is like so so quiet and so into himself he he rarely gets a chance to to really express himself so wonderfully like that <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, there is yeah. one other role as we start to wrap up here that I've got to ask you about. You also were the voice of uh, Slappy in Goosebumps, which <laughs> yes, I was. I'm not going to lie. So those books as a child terrified me. So when I saw that character specifically come to life, it scared me even more. So, <laughs> so how was that bringing that character to life? And that happened so quickly. It just the guy said, "Would you do, could you come and do this voice with a slappy, same sort of thing?" And it, okay, whoever he is, you know. And said, goosebumps. And I said, "Okay." And so they showed me the picture and the, the a video, and I said, "Okay." And I think they played, might have played me. I'm not sure though. I said, "Well, what do you? How does he? What does he sound like?" And I don't know whether they they might have played me the actual puppeteer's um, voice. I really can't remember, Derek, what they if what they did for me, but I, I came up just come up with this. Really, he said he'd be a highish voice. Do so I came up with that voice? And when the kids again, now when the kids come, I have I, I have um, slappy, you know, uh, pictures and stuff at the desk now. And at one one of the it was in uh, Detroit, uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. The, the showrunner, the guy that owns it, came down to, to my table and he saw those two pictures of Slappy. And he said, "You see these two pictures here." Because I was all about Wolverine. He said, I said, yeah. He said, take those two pictures. Try and find a slappy doll. Like, you know, the thing. Actual legs or whatever size he was. Get that. He said, and I know all the, the top horror shows. I can get you into any of them. You just tell me if you're what I said. You take those two pictures and that slappy thing. You will kill at horror cons. At comic. And I said, what? He said, he is huge in horror stuff now. And when I do the voice for kids, some of the girls just giggle. They can't, they just, their jaws open. One girl, it was with her mom and I, I didn't, I let her go. And she said, she, her mom said she loves Slappy for the thing. And I, I let it go for two minutes and I was doing Wolverine over here. And I turned, and they know the series, these kids. And she was about 12. And I just turned to her and I said, What's very nice of you to throw me in the sewer like that? What's it, Sarah? Because I knew her boy. I knew her name. Wasn't it very nice of you to throw me in the sewer like that, wasn't it, Sarah? <laughs> she went, and she started shaking, and I said, oh, my, what have I done? Said, Don't you get it yet? And I wouldn't lay up on her. You said the magic words. Oh, rama lama dama dama ding dong <laughs> And she went, and she ran into her mom's heart, and she's shaking. And then she turned around, her mom I said, was she, what's, was she all right? She said, no, no, she just can't believe it. She and then she she couldn't when she turned around she was laughing so hard it was it was, she was she made me like oh good thank God I thought I scared the shit out of poop 
And they Something. just all to, to, to every one of them. It's as soon as I get into that voice, because they don't expect it. And it just comes out really quickly. And they just go. <laughs> <laughs> but the first time I did, I had someone come up to my table because I have, I bring my uh, Bluetooth speaker and I play the X-Men theme song. You know, Which you know, is amazing, by the nice way. And, oh, no kidding. And, and then I, I have the, because I, on the um, Goosebumps TV show, a friend of mine, Jack Lenz, who did it, I did it at his studio. He wrote the music um, for the theme and, and for the rest of the show and stuff. Uh, but, and it's a great theme. Uh, and I did the, um, I actually did some dog barks in the thing because they, whoop, 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 like the thing. Uh, blink, 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 blink. And you know, the way it starts out and uh, then, but, and then in the middle of it, there's like, beware, you're in for a scare. And I did that voice too. And when they find that out, they're going like, what? It, it, and so I put, I play that when they're there at the table and they just, when they hear it, they just, wow. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wonderful. Wonderful to watch their faces. It just makes, makes my heart. So it makes my heart smile. They're just all wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and th- this has been incredible to hear, you know, not just like how you got the role of Wolverine, but you know, the, the impact that, that it continues to have, it, you know, to this day, it's, it, it's, really amazing and i i did want to ask um so in in closing uh, do you have a website or social media that you'd like to plug so the viewers and listeners yeah. can follow you yeah caldod c-a-l c-a-l-d-o-d-d dot com now on that that's my web that's my page my web page on that are uh, uh, it, it's full of neat stuff uh so it starts off with voiceovers that I did, of course, and then I got heavily into voiceovers after this role, of course. Um, and so it's like all the voiceovers I did, like actual talking. And then it, the next one is um, jingles, all some of the jing, famous jingles that I did. Uh, and then uh, my, I released this, I did a CD 10 years ago. And the classic the keyboard player was one of the world's best. Uh, a B3 organ player and, and piano player, Doug Riley. And he was, he died about a year after we did the CD. But it, it, it's phenomenal. So there's a little cut of every of the the 13 songs on the CD. Um, and then there's all the animation, Wolverine. So there's Wolverine. And then there's, there's that. That's a very nice year to tell me this. <laughs> a whole section with, you know, of Slappy. And other cartoons that I've done that with totally different voices. And some of them I really liked. There's a cartoon called King. And he kind of talked with her. He had a, he had a, a guavoe voice, but he had that speech problem where everything was, those fuegos, go get those fuegos. I want them here right now. And he was, he was a lot of fun. But his name was Bob Wire because he was barbed wire. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's a really interesting website. And it, I think I like it. So uh, that, yeah, caldod.com and they can reach me there. Fantastic. And I'll put a link in the show notes as well. So people can, can click on that yeah. also. So, okay. Yeah. Thank awesome. you, Derek. Well, Cal, this has been an honor. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me. Oh, I loved every minute of it. Thank you so much, Derek. Thank you again to Cal Dodd for that incredible conversation. Head over to caldod.com. You can find the link in the show notes to find samples of his voice work his singing, as well as, you know, where he's going to be appearing next. For next week's episode, it is the return of the top five. I haven't decided what top five I'm going to do yet. Um, 
I'm going to let the listeners actually decide that. I'm going to be posting a poll on my Instagram and my Twitter page uh, with a couple of options for a top five list. So the polls will only be open for a couple of days because I'll be recording the episode Sunday evening. So be sure to follow me at D Diamond Podcast to vote on what the next top five list will be. Also, if you would please rate and review the show. Um, I know I say this every week, but it really does help as far as gaining more attention and viewer and listenership to the podcast. The more reviews the show gets, the more visible it is to those who are searching for podcasts. So if you wouldn't mind, I would very much appreciate it. It only takes a minute of your time and it doesn't cost anything. And I believe that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you once again to Cal Dodd. Enjoy the rest of your week. Have a safe and fun weekend. And we'll see you guys back here next Monday for another awesome episode of the Derek Diamond Experience Podcast. Yeah.